Welcome to Spirit Word Power, a podcast that we examine the Word of God and take a view of the landscape of Christianity to see how we can cooperate with Holy Spirit to see God's will come to pass in our lives and in the world around us. If you're ready for real biblical power, stay tuned for Spirit Word Power. I want to talk to you about Exodus chapter 16 and God's provision for giving you a portion of faith. As we read in Exodus chapter 16, in the chapters preceding it, we see Moses begin to lay out a bunch of the the laws and the ethos that would govern the people of God in that dispensation. We see God lays out the commandments. He tells them about how to honor him on the Sabbath. And he talks about providing for them. In Exodus 16, God recognized uh, their complaints and he provides for them manna. And as we look at Exodus chapter 16, verse 32, it says, Moses tells them, this is what the Lord has com- commanded. He says, we are to get an omer, which is about a day's worth of the provision and we are to place it in a jar. And then he says in verse 33, take a jar, put a full omer of manna in it and place it before the Lord to be kept safe throughout your generations. And so as Moses, as the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron took it, put it in a jar and kept that jar of the manna before the altar of the Lord and eventually in the altar. What what does this have to do with us and what does this have to do with faith? Now, the Bible is pretty clear on some things. Now, in order to really understand the Bible, you have to know God. You have to have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. And our goal is to not just read the Bible as some sort of dead text, not read the Bible as just some academic exercise or even just as a discipline, we read the Bible so that we can recognize the voice of God and that we can be acculturated to God's ethos and we can be formed in our thinking by God's way of thinking. And it's easy to read these passages of scripture in Exodus and Leviticus and Deuteronomy and just think that, man, what was this legalistic backwater culture has no bearing on what I'm doing today. But God is setting up a principle here that we will see in the future that if you put in place in your life, you will see your faith grow and you begin to walk in a greater measure of God's power. Okay, so the people of Israel were complaining because they were wandering in the in the wilderness they were hungry uh, and so if you take this story as it's laid out at this point they're in the desert and if you're in the desert very little to eat obviously it's the desert god starts giving them manna now you remember that god brought this manna in response to their complaining then god told them to build the altar Then he told them to keep a sample of the bread 
at it. Okay, how does this help us in our faith? Well, God gave them the altar, the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat, as a place where they can interact with the unseen God. The unseen God uh, did not have an idol, was not made with human hands. It was the God creator of heaven and earth that man could not see and live. Moses could only see God after he passed by, hidden in the cleft of the rock. He could only see God by the testimony of where he had been. I hope you're getting this now. And so God told them to take the manna, take the manna and place it at the ark. So when they go to God, they have to be aware of the testimony of God's provision up to that point. And the testimony of what God has done has to inform their prayers and their interaction with God moving forward. They could not go to God and say, you haven't. See, because as we live life, we just, by nature of being humans, lose track of what God has done. We lose sight of the testimony. Uh, we, we, we lose the ability to have a prophetic eye to see God's hand at work in our lives. And what God did was, he said, I'm going to make it so that when you come to me, you have to see what I have done. You, 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 I, I, God refuses to be separated from what he has done. People say, you know, God, we seek your face and not your hand. That was never part of God. If you see his hand, just look up a little bit. You'll see his face too. But he has made himself known by what he has done. And in your life, we have to appropriate the same principle. Jesus, of course, is sitting on the mercy seat. Jesus is the one who contains the testimony of God's goodness. He is the Ark of our Covenant where the presence of God is. And when we go to Jesus, we too have to have a record of God's goodness in our lives. We have to keep the testimony before us or we let our struggles turn into accusations against God. We begin to give weight and give credence to the areas of our soul that are disappointed and hurt. And we actually reject the things that God has done for us to help us to flourish. And so what happens is we continually go to God starting from square one again. Instead of building upon the testimony of what God has already done, therefore coming to him with a spirit of expectation, ready to get to the next level of faith. If we don't keep that testimony before us, God is constantly under indictment about what he will do and whether or not he has been active. But once we keep the testimony, we can't allow the seasons of our soul that are worn down to dictate and play a role in our faith of, of keeper, of one who has kept it 
under lock and key. God allows us to be in a place where, God, I'm, I don't know how this is going to work out. I desperately need you to come through. But I remember that you came through in this other circumstance. And I know that you work in this way. And now that I'm looking at it, I, I see that just like I'm feeling right now, I felt in this other circumstance. And I see that you came through over there. So now, God, I'm not coming to you wondering if you're going to break through. My only real question is how you're going to break through and what I might need to do to work with you and cooperate with your plan so I can see breakthrough in my life. That's faith. That's faith growing. That, that, that's confidence in God. That's assurance. That's where you're not fighting back the devil any longer, but you can actually, you can actually walk in faith, knowing that nothing is impossible with God. So this year in 2024, or whenever you may listen to this, Make a covenant with God that you are going to record the testimonies of God and you're not going to forget what he has done so that you can continue to build upon those testimonies. In Jesus' name. I hope this is helpful. If you got any questions, reach out. God bless you. I'll see you next time.